Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show, where we talk about the biggest issues impacting millennial money, from student loan debt to side hustles to building wealth. We will show you how to get out of debt so that you can build real wealth for the future. We are so honored that you chose this podcast today. As we look at how private student loans actually work, all the stuff that you should know about this. Okay, let's get right to it. So we know that private student loans, kind of a touchy subject, like all the time. There's a camp of people that think private student loans are absolutely terrible and that nobody should ever take them out to pay for college. On the other side, there are banks and refinancing companies that promote private student loans as a lower cost cost alternative to federal student loans. Full disclosure, I had a tiny private student loan to help pay for my college, and it turned out great. But as a parent or potential borrower, which is it? It's a tough question, and there's no right or wrong answer. Scratch that. There are some wrong answers and situations when private student loans never make sense. (laughs) However, there are also scenarios where private student loans do make sense. Like I mentioned, I had a situation where it kind of made sense. We're going to break down everything that you need to know about how private student loans work to pay for college. From how they work to what you need to know about repayment, we cover it all. Now is the time that every student and parent dreads. Having to write that check for college. Oh boy, it's expensive. There's no denying that. And when it comes to the discussion about how to pay for school, inevitably the question of taking out private student loans comes up. If you don't know where to start, federal or private loans, we have a guide on finding the best student loan rates at thecollegeinvestor.com. All right, enough of the introduction. Here is how private student loans work. Private student loans are loans that are used to pay for education and the related expenses. They're issued by banks, companies, and credit unions, not the government. Private student loans are more akin to like a car loan or a mortgage than any other type of debt. That might sound shocking, but when you think about it, it kind of makes sense. When you take out a car loan and you fail to pay it, the bank repossesses your car. If you buy a house with a mortgage, don't make your payments, the bank forecloses on your house. So, a private student loan is backed by your earnings. The collateral is what you're going to make in the future. The bank is willing to lend you this money for college because, statistically, a college degree boosts income potential. As such, you have to realize that if you fail to pay your private student loans, your lender can garnish your wages and more. However, what makes student loans different from other types of debt is that unlike credit cards or car loans, they typically cannot be discharged in bankruptcy. As long as you have the potential to earn income and repay them, a bankruptcy judge will not wipe out your student loan debt. That said, here are some key terms and some need-to-knows. Private student loans are loans, and you're borrowing this money and will have to repay it. As such, you need to know exactly what type of agreement you're actually getting into. When looking at a private student loan, here are the key terms that you need to look at. Interest rate. The interest rate is the rate that interest will accrue on your loan. The lower the rate, the less you'll pay extra to borrow this money. So for example, if your interest rate is 1% and you borrow 1000 bucks you'll pay $10 per year to borrow that money. This is an oversimplification, but it works. Oh, if only there were 1% rates, right? (laughs) The interest rate is one of the primary factors you should consider when taking out a student loan. The lowest interest rate 
will typically always be the best loan. Term. The term is the length of the loan. A lot of private loans have standard terms like 10, 15, or 20 years. Different lenders offer different options. Along with your interest rate, the term really determines how much you'll pay monthly. The longer the loan, typically the lower your monthly payments will be. Fees. Some loans charge fees to process the loan. You really need to read this carefully. They may be called origination fees, processing fees, document fees, and more. Many of the best lenders charge no fees to get a private student loan, so if you see fees, you probably want to run away. Cosigner. Some private loans will require a cosigner to qualify for the best interest rate. The reason for this is because most lenders rely on traditional credit score models for lending, such as credit history and credit score. As someone going to college, you likely don't have much credit history. Lenders may then ask you to have someone co-sign the loan. Co-signing means that this person is just as responsible as you for repaying the debt. If you don't pay, the lender can go after the co-signer to get them to pay. As such, you really need to be careful when getting a co-signer and realize that many people are leery of being co-signers for this very reason. Some loans do allow for co-signer release, typically after the borrower has made a set number of payments on time. Typically, that's like three years or more. And there are some other benefits of private student loans, too. Many lenders offer two types of benefits for their student loans. I'll break them down into repayment benefits and some other benefits. For repayment benefits, you can look for lenders that offer discounts for setting up automatic payments or paperless statements. Some lenders now give an interest rate reduction of around 0.25%. That's big, simply just for setting up automatic payments. Some newer lenders are now offering other benefits like job placement, help, if you lose your job, and more. These are just added perks and really shouldn't factor into your decision about whether to get private student loans. Here's how to qualify for private student loans. Now that you know the key terms and how private student loans work, you might be wondering how you can qualify for one. Since private student loans operate very similarly to other types of loans, the process of qualifying is similar as well. While every bank and lender uses different standards, most require borrowers to have a good credit score, have a cosigner. The credit score is key. Having a great credit score typically means you'll easily qualify for a private student loan. If your credit score is less than 700, you're going to run into problems. If your credit score is less than 650, you might be out of luck. So we recommend using Credit Karma as a free tool to check your credit score. Just go do it right now. The second factor, closely related to your credit score, is having a co-signer for your student loan. If you're close to meeting the bank's criteria for a loan, they might ask you to have a co-signer. This is typically a parent, but it can be anyone, really. I would say the majority of student loans are processed with a co-signer. Just remember that a co-signer is just as liable for the loan as you are. Here's when to consider private student loans for college. So, now that you know all about how a private student loan works, you probably want to know if you should even be considering it. The answer is, uh, maybe. <laughs> private loans can serve a great purpose in helping pay the cost of school if you can't afford it. But before you jump onto the bandwagon, you must do two things. First, you must always do a return on investment calculation on whether the cost of college is worth it. It's sad to think about, 
but you're really getting this education to boost your earnings, and if it doesn't do that, you just wasted your money. Plus, you will inevitably need this higher income to pay back your loans. <laughs> so when doing the calculation, I like to keep it simple. Figure out the career you want, look up the starting salary, and never borrow more than the starting salary of the job you want. Never. For example, if you want to be a teacher, good, we need good teachers. But you shouldn't borrow more than $35,000, because that's the average teachers make after graduation. If you want to be an engineer, don't borrow more than $64K, because that's the starting salary of an engineer today. Second, you should exhaust all of your federal borrowing options first. Federal student loans are amazing tools to pay for college. They typically offer better interest rates, repayment plans, and forgiveness options. None of that stuff exists with private student loans. So we break down the full amounts you can borrow and the types of loans offered in our Definitive Guide to Student Loan Debt, which you can find at thecollegeinvestor.com. Since today's podcast is about private loans, we're not going to go into too much depth on federal loans. Just realize that you should be maxing these out first before even considering a private loan. A scenario where private student loans make sense. So now that you know when to consider a private student loan, I just want to go ahead and share with you the most common scenario when private student loans make sense. It's the scenario of going to medical school. We've talked about student loan options for doctors before, but let's look at the scenario for private loans. Going to medical school is ridiculous expensive. Doctors can't expect to spend $180,000 or more on a school. Yeah, but doctors also make a lot of money after graduation. So let's look at our rules. Rule number one is that you should consider the after-graduation salary. For doctors, after they are residents, they can expect to earn $200,000 or more. That's a great salary and means they can handle a large amount of debt. What about federal loans? Well, doctors should definitely max out their federal student loans. The trouble with that is, federal loans let you borrow a max of $20,500 per year. And doctors need more than that. In this scenario, private student loans make a lot of sense for filling in the gap between tuition and what federal loans go towards. Furthermore, there are lenders that specialize in lending to doctors and lawyers because of the uniqueness of their situations. So here's how to shop for a private student loan. If you've decided that private loans are right for you, it's essential that you shop around for the best loan. When shopping for a loan, the interest rate and term should be the number one and number two priorities. I suggest that you start in two places when it comes to shopping for a private student loan. First, check with your school's financial aid office. Some schools have preferred lenders, which offer discounted interest rates and terms for their students. This can provide great savings. Then, look at our guide for the best private student loans at thecollegeinvestor.com. Also, look at a comparison guide like Credible. Credible will actually shop multiple lenders all at once and provide you the best interest rate and fees that meet your situation. You can even compare all of the major student loan lenders via our student loan tool. The key here, shop around. Don't just do one loan because someone told you to. Find the best one because it can be difficult to change that later. Now let's hit repayment of private student loans real quick, and then we'll wrap up for today. If you have private student loans, you got to understand how repaying them works. We've already discussed the fundamentals a little bit earlier, but 
let's look into what to do when it comes to repaying your private loans. Unlike federal loans, there aren't many options for repaying your private loans. If you can't afford your private student loan payments, your only option is to try and refinance the loan into a longer term so that your payments go down. Some private lenders offer deferments based on your situation, but this is extremely rare for private student loans. All right, let's wrap things up for today. Private student loans should be looked at like any other financial tool. They do serve a purpose, but many times they are used the wrong way. As such, if you're considering private student loans, really make sure that you are following the steps we listed. Get federal loans first, then private loans. Now, better yet, pay as much as you can up front with your own money, get federal loans, then private loans. Always make sure that you're shopping around to get the best interest rate and fees. And remember, you can comparison shop a bunch of different lenders at once using a service like Credible, which you can link to and find links and resources in everything you need to know about student loans and also finding scholarships and grants. It's all available for you at thecollegeinvestor.com. Tons of ways for you to save and maybe even pay for college on your own without even worrying about loans. It's all there, thecollegeinvestor.com. You have questions, comments, you want to get to know us, we'd love to get to know you too. Follow us all over social media. Just search for The College Investor. You'll find us. Thanks again for stopping by today, and we'll talk to you again real soon.